The Divine Comedy by Dante Alighieri, translated by Courtney Langdon. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Inferno, Canto Eight, The Fifth Circle, Intemperance and Indignation, The Wrathful and Sullen, Styx, The City of Dis. I say, continuing, that long before we ever reached the lofty tower's foot, our eyes had upward toward its summit turned, because of two small flames we there saw placed, and of another answering from so far that hardly could mine eyesight make it out. Then to all wisdom's sea I turned around, and said, What saith this, and what replies that other fire, and who are they that made it, and he to me? Upon the filthy waves thou canst already see what is expected, unless the marsh's fog conceal it from thee. Bowstring ne'er shot an arrow from itself that sped away so swiftly through the air, as I beheld a slender little boat come toward us through the water thereupon, under the guidance of a single boatman, who shouted, Thou art caught now, wicked soul. O oh, Phlegeus, Phlegeus, said my master then, this time thou criest out in vain, no longer shalt thou have us than while we cross the swamp. Like one who listens to a great deceit practised upon him, and who then resents it, so Phlegias in his stifled wrath became. My leader then went down into the boat, and had me enter after him, and only when I was in it did it laden seem. Soon as my leader and I were in the boat, the ancient prow goes on its way, and cuts more water than with others is its wont. While we were speeding through the stagnant trench, one stood before me filled with mud, and said, Now, who art thou that comest ere thy time? And I to him, even though I come, I stay not. But who art thou that art become so foul? He answered, As thou seest, I am the one who weeps. Then I to him, in sorrow and in grief mayst thou accursed spirit here remain, for thee I know, all filthy though thou be. Then toward the boat he stretched out both his hands. My weary teacher therefore thrust him off, saying, Away there with the other dogs. And with his arms he then embraced my neck and kissed my face, and said, Blessed be she who pregnant was with thee, indignant soul. He was a haughty person in the world, nor is there any goodness which adorns his memory, hence his shade is furious here. How many now up yonder think themselves great kings, who here shall be like pigs in mire, leaving behind them horrible contempt? And I said, Teacher, I'd be greatly pleased to see him get a ducking in this broth before we issue from the marshy lake. And he to me, Thou shalt be satisfied before the shore reveal itself to thee. Tis meet that thou enjoy a wish like that. Soon after this I saw the muddy people making such havoc of him that therefore I still give praise and render thanks to God. They all were shouting, the spirit of the wrathful Florentine turning meanwhile his teeth against himself. We left him there. Of him I therefore tell no more, but on mine ears there smote a wail, hence I, intent ahead, unbar mine eyes. The kindly teacher said, Now, son, at last, the town whose name is this is drawing near, with all its host of burdened citizens. And I said, Teacher, clearly I behold its mosques already in that valley there, vermilion, as if issuing out of fire. And he to me, the eternal fire within which keeps them burning maketh them look red, as thou perceivest in this nether hell. 
Thereat we came inside the trenches deep, which fortify that region comfortless. To me its walls appeared to be of iron. Not without going first a long way round, we came to where the boatman cried aloud to us, Get out, for here the entrance is. More than a thousand o'er the gates I saw of those that from the heavens had reigned, who vexed were saying, Who is he that, without death, is going through the kingdom of the dead? And my wise teacher thereupon made signs of wishing to have private talk with them. Their great disdain they somewhat checked, and said, Come thou alone, and let him go his way, who with such daring entered this domain. Let him retrace alone his foolish road, and try it if he can. For thou shalt hear amain that him so dark a land did show. Think, reader, whether I lost heart on hearing those cursed words, for I did not believe that I should e'er return on earth again. O oh, my dear leader, who hast made me safe more than seven times, and extricated me from serious dangers which I had to face, Forsake me not, said I, when so undone. If further progress be denied to us, let us at once retrace our steps together. That lord, then, who had brought me thither, said, Be not afraid, for none can take from us our passage, since by such a one it's given. But thou await me here, and with good hope nourish and comfort thou thy weary soul, for I'll not leave thee in the nether world. Thus goes his way, and there abandons me, my tender father, and I in doubt remain, for yes and no contend within my head. I could not hear what he proposed to them, but with them there he did not long remain, for each in rivalry ran back within. They closed the gates, those enemies of ours, right in my master's face, who stayed outside, and walking with slow steps returned to me. His eyes were downcast, and his eyebrows shorn of all self-trust, and as he sighed, he said, Who has forbidden me the homes of pain? Though I get angry, be not thou dismayed, he said to me, For I shall win the fight, whatever defensive stir be made within. This insolence of theirs is nothing new, for at a gateway less concealed than this they use it once, which still is lockless found. Death's scroll, thou sawest over it, and now this side of it one such descends the slope, crossing the rings unguided, that through him the city will be opened unto us. Inferno, Canto 9. The Gate of the City of Dis. The Sixth Circle. Heresy. The colour cowardice brought out on me, who saw my leader coming back, the sooner repressed in him his unaccustomed hue. He stopped attentive like a man who listens, because his eyesight could not lead him far through the dark air and through the heavy fog. Yet we must win the battle, he began, unless one such did offer us herself. Oh, how I long for someone to arrive. I well perceived how, when he overlaid what he began to say by what came after, that these were words that differed from the first. But none the less his language gave me fear, because I lent to his unfinished phrase a meaning worse, perhaps, than he intended. Into this bottom of the dismal shell doth any of that first-grade air descend, whose only penalty is hope cut off? I asked this question. He replied to me. 
It seldom comes to pass that one of us performs the journey whereupon I go. Tis true that I was conjured once before down here by magic of that wild Erecto, who used to call shades back into their bodies. My flesh had hardly been made bare of me when me she forced to enter yonder wall and thence withdraw a soul from Judah's ring. That is the lowest and the darkest place, and from the heaven that turns all things most distance. Well do I know the road, so be at rest. This marsh, from which the mighty stench exhales, girdles the woeful city round about, which without wrath we cannot enter now. And more he said, but I recall it not, because mine eye had made me wholly heed the glowing summit of the lofty tower where three infernal furies stained with blood had suddenly uprisen all at once, having the members and the mien of women, and girt with water-snakes of brightest green. For here they had small serpents and horned snakes, wherewith their frightful temples were entwined. And he who well the handmaids of the queen of everlasting lamentation knew, said unto me, Behold the fierce Erinius. This is Megira here upon the left, Electo, she who weepeth on the right, Tisiphone's between. Thereat he ceased. Each with her nails was tearing at her breast. They smote them with their hands and cried so loud that to the poet I drew close in dread. Now, let Medusa come. We'll turn him thus to stone. They all cried out as down they looked. Wrong were not to punish Theseus' raid. Turn back and close thine eyes, for should the gorgon reveal itself and thou behold the face, there'd be no more returning up above. The teacher thus, and turning me himself on my hands he did not so far rely as not to close mine eyes with his as well. O ye in whom intelligence is sound, Heed carefully the teaching which lies hidden beneath the veil of my mysterious lines. There now was coming o'er the turbid waves the uproar of a dread-inspiring sound, because of which both shores were all a-quake, a noise like nothing other than a wind, impetuous through opposing heats, which smites a forest, and without the least restraint shatters, lays low, and carries off its boughs. Dust-laden it goes proudly on its way, and makes wild animals and shepherds flee. He freed mine eyes, and said, Direct thou now thy keenest vision o'er that ancient scum, to where that reeking smoke is most intense. As frogs before the hostile water-snakes scatter in all directions through the water, till each is squatting huddled on the shore. More than a thousand ruined souls I saw, who thus from one were fleeing, who on foot but with dry feet was passing over sticks. That dense air he kept moving from his face by often passing his left hand before him, and only with that trouble weary seemed. I well perceived he was a messenger from heaven, and to my teacher turned, with signs he warned me to keep still and bow before him. Ah, how disdainful did he seem to me! He reached the gate, and with a little wand he opened it, for hindrance had he none. O oh, people thrust from heaven and held in scorn! Upon the horrid threshold he began. Whence dwells in you this overweening pride? Why is it ye kick against the will from which its end can never be cut off? 
and which hath more than once increased your pain, of what avail to butt against the fates? Your Cerberus, if ye remember well, still sports for this a hairless chin and neck. He then returned along the filthy road, nor did he say a word to us, but looked like one whom other cares constrain and gnaw, than that of him who in his presence is. Then we with full assurance toward the town after those holy words addressed our steps. We entered it without the least contention, and I who longed to look about and see the state of those whom such a fortress holds, when I was in it, cast mine eyes around, and see on every side an ample plain, with anguish and with awful torture filled. Even as at Arles, where Marshi turns the Rhone, or as at Pola near Quarnaro's Gulf, which bounds Italia and her border baths, the sepulchres make all the ground uneven. So likewise did they here on every side, save that their nature was more bitter here. For flames were spread about within the tombs, whereby they glowed with such intensity that no art needeth greater heat for iron. The lids of all of them were raised, and wails so woeful issued thence that of a truth they seemed the wails of wretched, tortured men. Teacher, what sort of people are those there, said I, who buried in those ark-like tombs, make themselves heard by means of woeful sighs? Arch heretics are with their followers here, said he, of every sect, and far more laden than thou believest are the sepulchres. Here like with like is buried, and more hot and less so are the monuments. Thereat, when he had turned him to the right, we passed between the woes and lofty bastioned walls.